Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I'm Bree. Hey everyone, I'm Annalisa. And this is CSI. So we, I mean, we don't have a lot written, but we have a lot to talk about. So here's uh, the breakdown of episode five of CSI Vegas, Let the Ships Fall. So the episode begins with an airplane flying without anyone alive. And we see drops of blood everywhere. And the FBI is on the scene. Next scene, we see GSR telling Max about the suspect. And the suspect is a character witness called Martin Klein, and he conducts private autopsies as well. So Marx tell, tells them to fly under the radar with a ponder because the crime scene is a literally on their plane that fell. So Max and Marcos, who, who is the FBI agents, they have history. And apparently if Josh and Chris didn't pick it up on, only Ellie did, but whatever. So we've got three victims, lots of blood, and an axe on the floor. We all know that our girl Finn, Jules family, shit would get into this airplane and literally just break it down in just one day. Everything that happened. Less than a we, so Josh controls a drone to, to know exactly what happened, so I mean... That's cool. We've, we've never seen them actually wearing a drone. So Chris makes a reference to The Shining. I mean, it's a crime show. Of course, they're going to make reference to horror movies. So Marcus Specifically says... Stephen King. Specifically yeah. Stephen King. So Marcus said that he's happy that Max is no longer married. So we can infer that Max and Marcus, they had a thing even when Ma Max was married. And... Josh, we see Josh trying to imagine, like, I've been loving the sequence in which Josh arrives in the scene and he tries to imagine what happened. Like, I, I love it. I, I just, I love that. So, Grissom, Grissom, back in the lab, Grissom and Sarah are in the storage locker, not in the storage locker, but, like, they're in a part of the lab where they keep the evidence, and if you handle documents, actually, like, a closet that you open by by swirling this this thing and just it opens and you can get the documents there but the thing is if a fire begins there is the mechanism that is going to suck the oxygen of the room so that so all of the documents in this case evidence doesn't doesn't disappear so it's not really like what happened in that movie of that guy that i can't remember his name but that doesn't happen but the da vinci code yeah, that doesn't happen, but the oxygen really gets sucked out of the room, but apparently people have like 10 seconds to get out of the room before the oxygen gets sucked out, but I was so glad I was able to recognize that, like, immediately. So he, they find the victim, and they realize that they can't get to go to the body farm. Sarah never been to a body farm, and Grissom has, and Grissom never took her to a body farm, like, Sarah always told I'm, I'm pretty sure actually did, we but. don't know we actually don't know if she never went to the body farm because you know it's a common fan theory that was a common date well yeah but i don't know they both seem really happy to go and and because they they want to follow this hunch that this guy martin klein he stole a bone 
from a victim and this victim happens to th this body who that was donated to science happens to be at the body farm. In the meantime, uh, Ellie, Josh and Chris, they are processing the blood on the plane by blood typing it and they play Never Have I Ever and apparently Ellie never heard of this game. Okay, so Ellie, she finds the chips, the casino chips that there are worth up to $1,000 and that could be remotive. In the meantime, GSR gets to the body farm and Grissom is really, really happy. He's like, the smell, so many memories. Like, we can see our man is literally like happy, really happy that he's at a body farm. And they have to put the, the victim together because in the body farm, they, they, they study decompositions. So the victim was already decomposed. All we had was, all they had was the skeleton. And they have to find all of her bones and they have to reassemble her skeleton. And that's when Grissom makes the pun. Hey, Watson, the game is at foot. He made that pun before, but right now he's actually holding a foot. So <laughs> love that, Jason Tracy. I, I love you. Although I have a pretty good theory why, well, we're going to talk about that later. So the main case of the week, we had three victims and one of them was chased by the shotgun and Allie proposed the theory that there was somebody else in that plane and that person jumped off and which ended up being true. And, you know, I've been by watching most feed themselves and I recently watched the D.B. Cooper episode and uh, immediately what came to my mind was, was Shane saying maybe he jumped off the plane and said spring break. So that is exactly what came to my mind. So Max and Marcus, they are... They conclude that the feet that the thief was actually smuggled through a bag by one of the passengers, which is true. So Ellie's theory was right. They have this bag that they try to that belong to one of the passengers, but there's nothing inside. But they did find this ticket that ended up leading this plane ticket that ended up leading them to leading them to a suspect. So in the body form, GSR puts the body together, and the owner of the body form. <laughs> says that Martin Klein has a shady reputation and in the their what's what's the name on the coroner's group. I mean this guy had a shady reputation. The pathology yeah, community. Pathology, yeah. So they realized that the fourth rib was stolen and was probably blind kind. And this guy literally cannot shut the fuck up because he immediately tells Martin Klein what the fuck happened. Like, really? Okay. So Ellie tells Josh that she wouldn't want to date anyone from work, and he says that the name of the game is actually Never Have I Ever, so I'm not sure if they had a relationship. Probably they were best friends, and Josh wanted to be her boyfriend, and she didn't want that to not ruin the relationship in the work. And, and then Josh and Ellie, they process the house. They find the house of the suspect, and... Josh comforts the son of the Vic and he ended up taking the snow globe that was given to this kid and promised to give it back. And it's really sweet because it reminds me of how naked is really protective of kids that might have been sexually assaulted. I mean, it's really, really sweet. I like, I love Josh so much. Please don't do anything to him, Jason Tracy. And Ma Max finds a print on the snow globe and 
Then we found that scene, the elevator scene, because Martin Klein meets GSR and says, your reputation precedes you. And can I just say something? There's no secu security in this damn lab. It's been 20 years, and still there's no security inside. No one. Yikes at all. <laughs> like, seriously, this guy probably went to the front desk and said, I want to talk to two CSIs that works here. And then the <laughs> secretary at the front desk was like, well, do you have clearance? And Martin Klein was like, no. Oh, you got 50 bucks? I can buzz you in. Just get me 50 bucks right now. <laughs> we know if Judy, never... if we know Judy was there, that would not happen. I mean, Judy, she led a priest in like season six. But that's a priest. But that's a priest. He had. I, mean, I know, but still, she, she, wouldn't, she shouldn't let a priest walk in. And would anybody walk in? And then, like that, that episode uh, in the DB era that just walked into the lab and and Hodges is like, "What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here." <laughs> Look, like, I've never seen a show with with the wor with worse security than this show, and it makes me laugh. And honestly, I love that we kept that going even in 2021. They were like, "Oh, modern day security." You know, you wonder why how so many evidence was stolen. Like, do we really have to wonder? We have no security in the in the lab. Also, we have no idea what the layout of this new lab is. Are they on the like? They're not on the. They're not on the like uh, ground floor. So, so the, my buddy had to not only sign in at the front desk, he had to get a visitor's badge because he's wearing a visitor's badge. Then he had to go up the elevator, figure out what floor they were on, and just, like, find them there. Reminds me of a Seaside New York episode. There's no security in any lab from any of the CSI <laughs> The whole, the running themes are all the CSI universes. Oh, you wanted this lab to be secure? You've got the wrong franchise. You've got the wrong franchise. There is no security here. Anyone can walk in and steal a body. <laughs> like, rem do you guys remember in that? I think it was like season 10, I think, when Sarah comes back. In the episode that Sarah mm -hmm. comes back, mm -hmm. somebody tries to steal a corpse, and everyone in the lab That's goes not the first time. crazy. That's not the first time no, it happened either. No, 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 but wait. All they needed to do in that episode was just show up in suits, and they fucking said, aha, here you are. Please gain access into our lab and our morgue. And also, you can shoot everything up and almost kill everybody, but you had a suit on, so we let them in. And see, that's not the first time the bo a body has been stolen. Season 5, a body was stolen. Yeah, but the, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you're right. I mean, you want me to compare this this thing with Eckley letting a body being stolen from under his nose? That's how your evidence got stolen because you don't invest in security in your damn lab. Someone someone tell Nora Cross this. <laughs> you know, someone tells Nora Cross that they have no security security in the lab. That's that's how the evidence got stolen. So then Martin Klein goes to the elevator. I mean, doesn't he know that Grissom knows how to read lips? Because, I mean, his mother is that. I'm like, what the fuck? And he said, they know. It's going to have to be dealt with. So Mar Marcos, they find another suspect. And this, this suspect points, uh, points them to another woman who ended up being the babysitter. And then GSR go to Max and Grissom is straight up Googling. And I realized today on my rewatch that he was just mirroring the screen to the TV. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> and screen mirror, baby. Is, screen mirror. Like, how can he do that? Like, he's a phone. <laughs> this, this lab is made of glass. No, wait, 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 Cross wait, wait. is at every corner. And they are straight up Googling the law together. <laughs> Not even just that. They're in the middle of the break room. And they are streaming and speaking quite loudly about how they're secretly working on this case. Then Max is like, oh, I cannot get you a, a warrant because you're not supposed to be working in this case. And then Sarah's like, <laughs> no, that's okay. We'll take the phone. And Max's like, no, besties. I'm going to get you the warrant, besties. 
Don't worry. You guys are my besties. I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect you besties. She's like Catherine. Whatever they want, they get. At this point. Five? Just five? Maybe ten. And then Josh gives the kids another glove. because, And then he realizes that it was the babysitter. Because the babysitter had frostbites on her fingers. And... Okay, did we all get a weird vibe when we, we saw the fucking miniature? I never oh, thought. You know what? I was expecting the miniature or killer theme to, to start playing. And it, I was, was already variation. preparing myself. I was preparing myself <laughs> to be scared of that fucking piano. There was a variation of it that played where it wasn't the like toy piano thing, but it was similar enough. Where I wonder if it was supposed to be like a nod to like the miniature killer theme, but um, yeah. I screamed when I saw it. I mean, they did they did put those parts of the episode of season seven and the early promos about you over wrong. So I don't think they're just gonna just nod at Natalie Day. That was this huge arc on season seven. So I I think they're gonna do something to bring not to bring her back, but maybe just maybe they're gonna I don't know. Accused Hodges of faking some trace evidence on the Natalie Davis case, and then Grissom's gonna fucking lose it because he's gonna be like, under my dead body, the serial killer who almost murdered my wife is gonna get loose. Uh, so it's gonna have to rein him in. <laughs> so Josh, he breaks the case when he realizes that the plane actually whirled around in the air, and that's how they found the blood on the ceiling. So he, him and Allie, they go back to the, they go back to the plane and he finds like this paper that, this paper, like this element, element paper that comes out of a shotgun when you use it on somebody, it's a serial number and the gun was was registered to the babysitter and that's how they get to her and arrest her and well, Josh brings the kids back to the lab and convinces the uncle, the kid's uncle, to adopt them, which is really sweet. And then GSR gets to the Martin Klein's house and they find him without a head. Like somebody strapped a freaking grenade to his neck and it exploded. But then as Grissom is going through the house, he realizes that there was in fact a blast. But then a fire started in another part of the house. These were two separate events. The culprit wanted to, confu not confuse, but kind of like erase their their evidence that they were, they were working with this, with Martin Klein. And then Grissom, he goes to another part of the house and finds an evidence that can identify the culprit. So he has the ultraviolet light over there. So this ultraviolet light sees through body fluids. So... I'm guessing that is blood. I mean, it has to be blood, right? But it could also be a cleaning agent because the ultraviolet light will react to that too. So we don't know about that. So it takes us to our bullet points. Should we start with Max and the FBI guy? FBI guy, you do anything to her, Max. And I'm going <laughs> to because, like, literally, she's a queen. Can I just say something? I love her wardrobe. Like, I want her clothes because she, she just gets in the room with, with uh, oh, gosh, she looks so beautiful. Paula, as usual, killed it this week. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. I love her. 
And if anybody recognizes the actor, you'll recognize him the season five episode Snakes. I love that actor. I love him so much. He is such a good character actor. They've been using some really good character actors to do some really good work. They've been doing really, really great work. Trying to see something really quickly. When he leaves that note and he puts Marcus, I was like, his name was Marcus? He did not look like a damn Marcus to me. I was like, who are you? Yeah, he doesn't look like a Marcus to me either. I have a super name for him already. Eminem. Right. But no, he was really great. I loved him. He was he was kind of her Doug, kind of. Oh, don't don't get in this side on, on Doug. Simply don't. But don't. I love that actor. Yeah, I love him. Yanti Adias. He look, we've been saying it since the beginning. I will take my representation however I can. Because there was a brief moment in the beginning of the episode when we saw that like sneak peek and like even when the episode started, when he shows up whenever they show up and he's like, Oh yeah, the the plane came in from Sonora, Mexico. I was like, please don't be drugs, please don't be cartel related. Please. It bothers me so much when anytime there's any sort of like Mexican influence or like some sort of like representation and they're like, Oh yes. Talk about the drug cartels of Mexico and that's <laughs> you've why. got cartels and I you've got cartels and I got and I get literally drugs and guns. Like oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, we both get it. You know, we've got that. Yeah, everyone gets that now. And then they were like, it's just a bunch of white people ripping through, trying to do a heist. I was like, oh, good. I just like seeing people who look like me, you know, on TV. That aren't bad guys. I- Once again, no. I'm going to say I love Max and I'm going to protect her. So if I got you do anything to her, Max. Oh, oh my God. Mar- and Marcus. I'm going to go after you. Yeah, you I love it up, Marcus. I'm coming for you. The pen. The pen that was on the note. The air wings. Oh, you know what? He, look, you know what? That's romantic as fuck, baby. Romantic as fuck. That's really romantic. But you know what? I also gotta love him for respecting her as a person. You know what I loved about them and their scenes? They both played off of each other really well. Like, both Paula and, and Yancy, they, they played really well off each other. I also like that they kept giving them these tiny little moments to, like, establish their history. And they did such a good job when they're in that, like, diner, like, towards the end. And the way that he basically is like, hey, you know what? Let's talk. Like, what happened with your marriage? You know what I mean? Like, that sucks that it didn't work out. Hey, you know, if you ever want to, like, go get dinner... Let's go get dinner, but if not, that's cool too. We love really to nice. see it. You love to see it. And he even tried to convince her to try to give her husband another chance. Exactly. And he was like, you know, or just a relationship, like a serious relationship. That was a really cool way for them to go about him putting it out there that, like, he would like to maybe see her more often, but also his way of going, well, like, are you even in the right place to start having to be in a relationship? And then her response of, like, I'm married to my job. He's like, wow, okay. You know, good for you. You know, I hope you're happy, basically. But I'm still going to be here. That's really sweet. Well, Josh led an investigation this past episode, which was was great. I love seeing him. And we knew from the first episode that he had a rough past. We don't know what, what happened to him, but he had a rough past. And Max took a chance on him. But I, I just, I, I, I think maybe he might have been in some sort of abusive relationship with with his parents of one of his parents and that led him to make some bad decisions early on when and then he decided to straighten up and it would be really really great to see that being explored and the way he he protected that kid his his name is Cole right and the kid yes. is Cole yeah it was really really sweet and I would love to see more of Josh in this sense, like how he protects his kids. I mean, he has a son, doesn't he? He has a son, right? In the we, show? We, Josh. Does he have a, does he have a son? I, I we don't know if he might. I don't know if he does or whatever, but 
this we can see that cases with kids that involve kids or are very close to him which can be which can be a great way to bond him with sarah yes tragic backstory baby i want the two of them somehow somewhere someone lets it drop maybe they're working a case together and social services get involved and they throw out an offhanded comment one of them about like oh yeah well i understand how that works and then the other one's kind of like oh, you do and then there's just like a general like look almost like an understanding between them of like we were both in the system for a while. We get each other like on a deeper level than most people will because we both have seen the like worst parts of humanity at that point. You know what I mean? That like that part of, you know, that that part of humanity like has to offer. We've seen how horrible the world can be towards even children. Also, yep. we don't have dads. <laughs> also, our, our, our most of our problems seem to be rooted in trouble, trouble with our father. Oh, yeah, I'll go to that. Hold up. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, we got daddy issues galore over here. Let's bond over that. We didn't, we said, didn't we say that, like, we liked the idea of, like, Allie and Grissom being the ones that teamed up to, like, become the mentor mentee. And we, we said that we wanted Sarah and Josh to be the ones that, like, worked yeah. together and clicked. And look at this. Look at this. Jason so, Tracy, make this work. Please. So, Josh has similarities with Sarah and similarities with Grissom. And Allie has similarities with Sarah and similarities with Grissom. Because Josh mm -hmm. is a pes kind of slight pessimistic, like Grissom was, but he has the same backstory as Sarah. Yeah. Allie was the optimist, like Sarah, but does not want to have a relationship in the office, like Grissom. Like Grissom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Modern we've talked about this version. before, but I would love to see, like, a dinner party between Max, Josh, Allie, and GSR, and then, <laughs> and then Sarah. Oh, yeah, that's really fun, like. Yeah, Sarah realizes what is happening. We need them going out for meals. That would be really sweet. Well, that's actually a great segue to talk about GSR this week. Well, yeah, we we're gonna get to that, mm. but before we should talk about this scene cut. It's so somehow scenes 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 that somehow we got somehow three. we dragged Georgia Fox into this whole mess. Like, I just want to it's the person and there. To the person or people, to the person or people who were tagging Georgia and and asking her about the scenes, like this woman is really just minding her own damn business, and you're just tweeting at her, like for this woman to tweet that they <laughs> actually shot the scenes, but it was cutted, for her to to actually say to tweet this is because there should be a good amount of people tweeting at her like this woman just want to chill and surf okay <laughs> what are you doing we we got even we even got you guys even got phyllis wife talking about it and, and no we're Cynthia. not gonna give you her instagram okay we're not gonna give you okay and we got producers involved we got billy's producing partner you know what what? The fuck? What, what is the problem here and and look look i, I i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go so far as to say while yes, we do think that Georgia reaching out, like I'm, I know people out there that were that were mentioning her in tweets. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna like point fingers and be like, oh, a lot of people were, you know, bullying her, doing this, that, the other. Maybe they weren't. I just know that I saw a few tweets going out where people were really mad about the scenes being cut. And look, the three of us will agree. We were kind of pissed off that we didn't get anything like that last week. Correct, right? I wasn't really pissed off. I was. Like I, I understand why things get cut all the time. 
Yeah, I have like two things to, to add to that. On Sunday, if you follow me on Twitter or not, I made three tweets defending the show, defending the creative decisions of the show, and I was attacked. She was. I throw like a hate fest directed at me. Not just by the people that like there were fans that I knew that I thought they were good, but they they weren't. And there's a specific group that came at me and I we was really fingers. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to be above it all, but it was uncool what happened to you. It wasn't cool. literally um, a thirty year old something woman that I don't know where she lives, oh, yeah. but she took the day to, to stalk me online to come and totally. you know, you all are forgetting that this show is about science and it's just a show. It, it doesn't it, exist, it okay? There, there's not a person called Sarah Saito who is a CSI <laughs> and is married to Gil Grissom who is also a CSI. They don't and exist. At the end of the day, this is just this is just a show. And, and literally, if you think that Sarah Saito or Gil Grissom would be totally okay with the idea of you all attacking someone online. And most of the people that attacked me, their favorite character was Sarah. You really need to think about what you're doing because you think Sarah would come online and tweet at people like that? The way that it, I was violated? I was I was violated and I was hurt and I cried a lot, okay? This is so fucking unfair because when September comes around, people go ahead and, and say like stuff like, oh, uh, if you need to talk to somebody, just come and, and talk to me, I'll listen. But when October arrives, you're all just calling each other out, calling people fucking boring. And there was, it, there was a lot of there was a lot of uncalled for behavior within the last few days in the fandom from a lot of people, and it was very, it wasn't alarming because fandom life's always insane. That just comes with the territory. But it was, I guess it's like, I guess it's, I guess it's more. And annoying when it's an older fandom or at least a fandom that is mostly adults where we're at the end of the day it's a fucking tv show when three people who who run this podcast like we do can admit to that and are still the, at, at the end of the day look we come here to watch this it's enjoyable but also we're not gonna like we're not going to like allow and like you know deem it okay that you can act however you want and do whatever you want on the internet but purely by behind the like veiled like sense of like your profile and like hide behind that like you, you can't do it, but, uh, it, yeah, essentially, scenes were cut. Georgia it, it just, them. It's really, people have admitted it's to really them. shameful. Like, because look, I, scenes were shot, I, scenes were cut. People who have no control over these things have now come out to say, we don't know why these things were cut. The people who do have control over this should be the ones that should answer these questions. They more than likely won't because guess, they don't have to answer these questions. We are just yes. viewers. These are people who have, these are people who make millions of dollars to literally make this show however the fuck they want to and we have no control and or say in the matter and honestly no matter how much we're angry about it yes it's unfair yes the marketing should not have gone in the direction it should have gone in yes it would be nice to know why they cut it but no but at, also at the end of the day even if you never tell me why you cut it that's also perfectly okay because you've done that before with other shit like and guess what when this is over people like this are still going to do this on tv shows it's not going to stop here you know what i mean this is start and stop here like this is just how things are done and the fact that people have yet to understand that no matter what amount, whatever amount of bickering that you can do and crying and calling, you know, how unfair this is, this is unfair, that's fine. You, you, are, you are entitled to your own opinions. We are not saying that you aren't entitled to your own opinions. 
It's when you start attacking other people and it's when you start trying to justify your behavior, your bad behavior because of these things that you have no control over, not going in the direction that you want them to go over, you start to look like a child. And that yes. is not acceptable. And this this show is rated TV 14, not TV Y7. It's, yeah, it's not acceptable, and it's not how any adult should be comporting, like should be, you know, comporting themselves. That's just that's that's end of the law, end of the day. Like that's it. Like we acknowledge these things happened. Now that they've been, now that like things have come to light, you know, it hurts. But you know, we all. No, I'm just really surprised because I'm in many fandoms, and I was never mad with so much hate as I have been in a single weekend in the CSI fandom. It's just. Like seriously, you guys, what the fuck? This it is a show a about science. It, and, and you're right. It's a show about it's a show about science nerds and science. And gonna, you really I'm think gonna they're gonna it. they're gonna show Rosam and Sarah Raider and fanfics? No. On, on the, I'm, on never, the I'm never getting my perfect. They're never getting their perfect rating out of me because I'm not gonna get them fucking. We've already established that. But I mean, and even then, I I say that jokingly because I know that's never gonna happen. I'm also not gonna be sitting here like. Every week saying, "Oh no, I, they didn't do it. Now I'm mad." Like, oh, we didn't get enough of them. Oh, we didn't get yeah, enough no, of screen. No, look, they have to give people enough screen time. We've said this yeah. already. Well, I think it's the day. It's a show. 2021. It's 2021. We are so lucky to to be getting Gilbertson and Sarasota on our TV screen. So, you know what? No matter what happens every week, no matter what happens over the next five weeks. As long as I get to see those two in the year 2021 on my television screen or any screen, you know what I mean? I'll I'm be good. Happy. Yeah. Yes. On that note, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just, I was just saying. Yeah, like we're fine. Like, admit that that's why we're. Yes, we admit that that's why we're all here. But also, that's all we need. <laughs> we don't really need any other anything else, you know. Yeah. On that note, people are saying that everything that goes on in episode shit, shit. I mean. Needs to get the green light from the showrunner. And the showrunner is Jason Tracy, also known as Sherlock Lloyd. And he has his reasons as to why that scene was cut or not. But, yeah, you know, I came to, yeah, I came to a, a, a theory. I, I told Anna when we were watching the episode on Wednesday. The David Hodges case, it caused the rifts between Grissom and Sarah. Because Sarah is going into this investigation thinking that Hodges was framed and he is innocent. Grissom doesn't think that, but he believes his wife. So, and it's causing... In a tumor inside of him. Yeah, because we've got two sides of Grissom now. We've got the scientist and we've got the husband. And from the original run, the scientist always won. But now... Grissom is going to go with the husband. At least we all hope that he goes with the husband right now. He, he, he better fucking go with the husband. Otherwise, me and yeah. him are going to be having some words. Because, like, he, we all know that if he finds evidence that, that actually proves that Hodges was the one who, who faked the evidence and all that shit, he's going to be ready to put Hodges in prison and deal with the aftermath with Sarah and help her through it because Hodges is her friend. But... If Hodges ended up being the one who is framed, he's also going to have to help Sarah. It doesn't matter the outcome of the David Hodges investigation. If he's either guilty or not, but Grissom is going to be beside his wife because she's going to be affected and he's gonna, she's going to be affected if, she, if Hodges is innocent or not. 
And if and if Hodgen is guilty, she's gonna want to help his his wife who is pregnant. You know. And it's not right now. I don't think. I mean, we we're talking to uh, some people that we know, or like which prism we prefer. Is it the one from the original run or the one in CSI Vegas? Although everybody says uh, the one from Vegas, it's not the question that we should be posing. Is the question is, do we prefer the scientist or the husband? And that's the thing. Um, like, oh, I was gonna say, are you asking? Because I have an answer. <laughs> you do? Go ahead. So I prefer the scientist or the husband. Correct. That was that was the question. I want to make sure I answer the correct question. I personally say that I can now say that I enjoy the husband. I, I don't get me wrong. Scientists always gonna hold on to your heart. Always. That's my baby boy. Protect him at all costs. Well, not at all costs, because I also protect Sarah more than I protect him. I'm sorry. Because I protect Sarah with everything I've got before, you know, she's always gonna go first. But there has to be something said, there has to be something said that like the husband uh, part of him, one, it looks good on him. Good for him. I also, I, I feel like there is a like more empathetic side to him, I guess I could say. Not to say he wasn't empathetic as a scientist either, like, but that kind of like comes with the territory there. But, but so it's his heart. Exactly. And I feel like with that, she's allowed not she's allowed, he's his own human being, he can do what he wants. But with the development of their relationship and their marriage this time around especially, there's been room for him to like sort of see the world in this like light that he never would have seen the world. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. to, like where he's seeing it through rose colored glasses for the first time. Almost. Where like he's able to go, you know what? Yes, I've seen the worst that humanity can give me. Yes, I can I've seen the like most depraved things possible. You know, I should like have no faith in hum in humans whatsoever anymore. I've seen my and best yet, friend murdered by somebody who I could thought I could trust. My son died in my arms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so on and so forth. And yet, like I feel like the like development of their marriage now has helped him realize that like you know what there's more to life essentially than what I thought and that's helped him sort of like become lighter become happier you know what I mean and I feel like I I choose that part of like I choose the husband mainly because of that because of how much more free and happy he seems to be and that makes me happy because I want my baby boy to be free and happy at the end you know at the you know at the end of everything baby boy deserves to be happy and free and that's exactly why, because he's happy. We never truly saw him ha truly happy in the original. And oh, he was happy in season seven. I mean, of course, he was fighting against a serial killer, but if he was happy with Sarah. He was, you know, he was having some good evening. <laughs> good morning. I'm sorry, morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, well, can we just talk about GSR, the body farm, because damn. <laughs> Uh, well, Sarah Michael was Schultz, happy I love to be... Are we going to talk about her wardrobe in that scene? Because... Okay, go ahead and talk. Because you know, I've got some words about the... the... I <laughs> love... Free, 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 you I love... go first. I, I'm somebody who loves biker shorts because most pants don't fit me correctly. Because I'm tiny, but not, but not that tiny at the same time. So biker shorts, I know how it feels to actually find the pants that fit you correctly. And when I saw Sarah wearing biker shorts, I was like, yes. And the matching, of course. You saw matching is always great. Go ahead. I will now proceed to rip that outfit a fucking part, okay? Because <laughs> I would like to have a conversation with the costume department for that day, okay? Please, somebody, somebody please explain to me why I had to endure 
thing. Okay, and by that thing, I mean that outfit. Of time that I had to endure, okay? Oh, I mean, I'm going to try to keep this short and simple, but I was still yelling about this earlier today with someone. I was like, what the fuckity fuck fuck were you wearing, ma'am? Okay. Honestly, it's like she had the pieces there in the wrong order, okay? I was like, okay, honestly, we should have put her in some jeans. I don't know why we put her in those jeans. And I say this because, and I say this with love, sorry. But baby girl, you are too pale to be, to be showing that much skin in that Nevada sun, aka that LA sun. No, please protect Maybe yourself. Maybe it was okay? hot in there, okay? It was a body farm. Put some pants on, okay? I, my other thing would be if I'm going to a body farm, there will be fluids of all sorts all around me. Pants are going but on. But she's okay? used to those. No, no, no. Still, pants. Pants are on, okay? You could have kept the sneakers. We could have put her in some jeans. I know she loves a flowy blouse. I know she loves a flowy blouse. Fine. Whatever. You can keep her in that, too. What was the hat? The hat didn't fit her, okay? The hat was too big for her. Maybe they were going, and then for some realized it was too sunny, and he was like, honey, you're gonna burn your hair. Here! Look, we could have put her in a ponytail. We could have thrown some jeans on her. And then I, like, she could have been in, like, a tank top or at least had, like, shirt and button because it was hot. Like, guess what? Boom. That outfit would have been saved. I, I just... I have some other words that I will be bringing up later. My thoughts on the cell phone belt, the cell phone, sorry, the belt, cell phone case. Okay. I've yet to see, and I've I've watched that scene like fifteen times. Yeah, I saw it today, and I I, I think she she puts her phone on her pocket. I, yeah. I, look, I saw the cell phone belt case last week. I saw it this week, and I saw her. We don't know if she put her phone in there. It it, it exists, and the fact that it does exist gets me angry. <laughs> Like, I'm angry about it. So, obviously, Annalisa needs to have a one-on-one with the person oh, responsible for a certain side of the clothes. People, there's also a lot of people don't like having phones in back pockets because it feels unsafe in back pockets. Because Especially in a city like Vegas, where there's so many pickpocketers. Have it in... Yeah. Someone said... I saw someone go, just put the phone in Grissom's bag. Just put it in your bag. <laughs> have other places to put it. Oh, it just, it really bothers me. You know what I mean? You know why? You know why? I'll say it really quickly and then I'll be done with this. It bothers me because it's not like it was a simple decision where somebody said, oh, we're going to use this and that's that. No. This was a decision that several people had to agree on. This had to go through departments, okay? Meaning props and or costuming had to be like, oh, cell phone case? And like somebody, Smart Hopefully Georgia, had to go, oh, sure. And then they said, here are options. And then they had to go, oh, which one looks good? And then they chose it. And then it got approved. Then it got sent to the fucking showrunner and or producers, and then they had to go, hmm, would that work for this character? Sure, why not? That's too many people that went through and said, sure, it's 2021, use a belt phone case. Why is this a thing? Well, I'm done now. Sarah also had question of fashionable choices in the original run, too. They got better by the end. They got better by the end. That's yeah. why I was like, what happened? But anyway. Well, oh, okay. Too much around Grism. Speaking about that scene, the elevator scene, Oh, the elevator scene. Okay, so so after the episode, Georgia, like an interview with Georgia came out, and she said that that was the most scared that Sarah was. And Sarah was kidnapped. She went, like, uh, (laughs) a bomb exploded on her. She tried to steal the killers. She's had a a ball that scraped the side of her head. She was was kidnapped, fought with a serial killer. Put under a car, had to wander around the, de- the desert for God knows how many hours, and she Friends wasn't scared. And now she um, was scared. Caught in a mass shooting, almost shot by said mass shooter, blown up almost twice. I mean, the list goes on. And she was scared now. Okay, 
Granted, then, Georgia probably doesn't remember all of those, so like I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She probably there. remembers basically none of it because yeah, no six years ago, yeah. six years ago was the last scene. No, oh, yeah, but it looks. I don't remember that much stuff. I'm gonna give her that much, but I'm also like, that's a big, that's a big thing to say, Georgia. <laughs> I love you. But I mean, Grissom realizes that Sarah is scared, so he goes like. You do anything to my wife, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm not gonna get caught, which is true. Grissom can kill anyone and not get caught. And the text that Sarah sent to him before he came was, Oh, the that, that was really screen. sweet. Good, At just like she signs her text with XO. That's really sweet. Yeah. I love it. Wait, wait. We have to acknowledge that in the true beauty that is, you know, the, fa the fun side of fandom, everybody making the jokes of like <laughs> expectation, kiss, reality, the XO, and a text. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's like a high school relationship scene right there. You know what? I mean, that's this, this, this so, really they've sweet. Been, they've been on and off for so 2005 to now, that's, it's 2001, 15, for about 16 years, off and on for about 16 years. You gotta love it. Oh, that's really sweet. And, and that's still, still like in the honeymoon phase. I love it. Well, I love it. They got pet names still. We're still signing text with X. Honestly, next someone's in a heart emoji and my life will be complete. Okay. What if it's Grissom sending a heart emoji? Oh my god, if this bastard sends a heart emoji, I'm flinging myself off my roof. I'm flinging myself <laughs> off my roof. Okay. I get a, well, I get I'm gonna eight, be really um, surprised if this old man knows what emoji is because this man couldn't <laughs> get a signal for fuck's sake. Okay, he doesn't he, know. I was surprised he knew how to work an iPhone, okay? <laughs> because every time he Sarah tried to call him, he's like, no signal. Got no signals. I mean, we've yet to actually see him use the, his iPhone, so let's still. Well, we will still reserve judgment until we see him actually <laughs> use the device. Well, so everybody's ratings. Oh, let's go, baby. Okay, everybody, ratings, people, please, please, please. I'm ready. Ratings. To go. I'm gonna start. Okay, so wait, let's start with Bree. I'm not. Oh, gonna eight point nine. Eight point nine. Eight point nine. I still oh, I still really enjoyed the episode, but it, but also I think probably because I watched it with a terrible migraine, so I was having trouble concentrating on it. Down point one, everybody. I just want to let that be known. We, we went down below nine. All right. Okay. Significant. Well, okay. I mean, look. I'm going to give this rating purely because that Giosara scene, the, the elevator scene really saved the episode <laughs> for me, but it, it took a while for the episode to get going. I don't know if mm -hmm. this is because the mm -hmm. the crime happened in an airplane and they had, you know, they had st a lot of stuff to do in the airplane. I'm going to say, oh, damn. Y'all don't hate me for it. It's lower than last week, 7.5. That's your two, Anna? Oh, no, I don't even care. You can hate me for my rating at this point. I, I feel like it's a running gag at this point. Just how critical can I be this week? 6.4. Oh, higher than I thought it was going to be. 6.4. Ring is 6.4. I mean, it took 20 plus minutes for the episode to actually get going this week. I timed it. You can ask Kari. We were on the phone and I was like, we're literally halfway through this episode and we have barely begun to progress. There was a lot of exposition, a, a lot of unnecessary exposition and not a lot of payoff for like what was like, it was, I felt like I was being talked down to this whole episode where like they were having to explain everything and I was like, we know what needs to be done. We don't need everything broken down to us, like onto like a fifth grade level. 
show me a good science montage and then tell me what the results are. Yeah, I think that's I what I missed. I missed the science montage. Like yeah, the only is, thing closest yeah. to it was the the judge trying to recreate the, the recreation. Scene. Yeah, which like I and uh, like it, it felt the parts for a good episode were there. I don't think they had the they nailed them all. Like this very much felt to me like a second draft of a script that needed to have at least one or two more passovers before we send it to production because I feel like it was almost there. Like it was starting to be really good. Like we had all these like great little parts to it. And, yeah, and it's like kind of like you just yeah. So right now I think this for now is like my lowest rated one. I didn't even really watch it before we recorded, but also because my week got busy and I like. Had well, like but had next week's episode should be really good. Is it's gonna be a lockdown episode? So lockdown episode, we called it. We fucking. Oh, if like, you are afraid of clowns, uh, the episode is gonna involve clowns, so maybe, it's totally okay if you if you decide to not to watch it. Okay. Or at least a half of it's gonna. You know, that's what fast forward. That's why we fast forward through things, you know. Next week, Liquid is going to be posing a lot of threats, you know, to people's Both lives. Lively, and inside livelihood. and out. Yeah. yeah. You know, threats yeah. are going to be looming over the lab. But we're and also now, a couple. We're also now, guys, past the halfway point of the season. It's a little bittersweet. We've only got a few more weeks left. And from what it looks like, looks like CBS is going to go 10 weeks straight. So, we're done, right? So, this was it for this week's episode of Suicide Talk. I stay safe, everyone. Next episode is a lockdown episode. It should be good. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. I love you. Bye, y'all. Bye, everyone.